Welcome to the coaches meeting. That's the coach. I'm Grant Cohn. We've heard it all this week. The Niners have talked about it. The Packers have talked about it. They've mm-hmm. given their takes on the other team and they play each other tomorrow. We're going to we're going to react to their, I don't know, comments and des- decide if either team is underestimating the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have some news. Amy Trask, who was an executive with the Raiders for a while, um, lived in Oakland for a while. I know Amy Trask. She's always been really nice to me. So I'm going to preface it that way. She's also very rich and powerful, and I'm scared of her. So <laughs> she went on. I don't know what show she was on, but she had a take. And she said mm-hmm. that there are eight teams left. That's not a take. Eight teams left in the playoffs, and there are seven excellent quarterbacks and Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. And she said, like, look, 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 don't get mad at me. He's good. He's very good, but he's the eighth best quarterback remaining of the eight in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I like a spicy take. It gives us something to talk about. We can rank them. Do you agree with Amy? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, it's cool to rank the guys in the playoffs now. I mean, but you have to look at number one. And you know what's interesting about this is that there was a conversation. I think Ryan probably beat her to the punch because me and Ryan had a show on Wednesday about how I would rank uh, the quarterbacks in the playoffs that we have right now. And it was hard to do because that line, that premise that you started with is in the playoffs now. So you can look at regular season performances and try to rank the quarterbacks, but that's just not what this is. This is an entire new iteration of football. This is playoff football. And mm-hmm. you can't gauge what a team does until you see what they do, unless they've moved on. So right off rip, the premise is unfair because Brock Purdy hasn't played yet. That's one. Two, mm-hmm. we're dealing in a tournament. We're dealing in a tournament. That's a one-off. So ergo, whoever's still here is going to be better than the quarterbacks that fall off because there's no series involved. It's your performance, what you've done thus far, and moving on. So for her to say that Brock Purdy is the worst quarterback in uh, that Brock Purdy is the worst quarterback in the playoffs thus far is just her preconceived notions about how she feels about the quarterbacks that are already there and what they've done throughout the season. In and then, quite frankly, if you want to look at the season, quite Brock Purdy is at least top four for a season well, no, performances let's rank them. Let's in the right. quarterbacks. It's not based on what they did in the season. It's just who they are. Let's rank them starting at the worst. Is it Brock mm-hmm. Purdy? Mm-hmm. I don't think it is. I would put the worst quarterback as five. Yeah. Without eight a doubt. Goff, right? Yeah. Okay. So eight is Goff. We agree on that. Seven to me is Baker. Okay. I'd take Baker over Goff. He's just a little bit more mobile. Okay. They both have a really good arm. Okay. Are you with me on that? I'm with you. Goff, okay. Baker. I'd go there. All right. So Goff, Baker. You could make an argument that Purdy should be here, but I think you got to look at Purdy versus Love. Love, like love I'm right bigger. here with you. Like love is bigger and he has a stronger arm and he may have higher upside, but he's literally been good for like two months. He just got here. He just got here. He was bad midseason. Packers right. fans and analysts thought they were going to have to bench him and, and draft another quarterback. He's been good for 10 games. I don't think it's fair to rank him ahead of Brock Purdy 
just because of a perceived upside. He has been great for 10 games, and he could establish himself as better than Brock Purdy on Saturday. But right now, I can't put love ahead of Purdy. Mm -mm. Brock's been good since Brock has been. All right, so let's look at it this way. If you want to, because this is what she's doing. If you really want to look at it from the totality of what the quarterbacks have done, there's no way that you can put Jared Goff, uh, Baker Mayfield, or Jordan Love over what Brock Purdy has done since he's been a, since he's been at quarterback in the NFL. You just can't. Yeah. The only way that you can. can have the only way that you can make an argument for CJ Stroud being over Brock Purdy is him being a rookie and showing the mm -hmm. relative success right away, and the team that he's doing it with is far yeah. less talented than Brock Purdy's. I'm than inclined the to put out ahead of Purdy, although it, it's an argument. It's definitely an yeah. argument. But I'm inclined to, inclined to say Purdy five, Stroud four. Yep. Lamar you, three. You, you can just argue two, with the three. Mahomes one, something like that. Whatever. Although, so like, with the three, so you can just argue. Four, and Lamar is three, and Stroud beats right. Lamar this weekend. I mean, all these all these rankings could get uh, jumbled up in a matter of days, which is why it's fun to do it before the games. But I think we, we agree on that. We put Brock at five with the potential mm -hmm. of him to four. Yeah, I agree with that right there because, you know, there's the three solidified guys who yeah. all are all are doing what they need to do. Although, if we want to play devil's advocate, I know there's somebody listening to this right now, and I got you. Lamar Jackson doesn't necessarily have a playoff a playoff record that's that could be lauded right now. No, and he hasn't no, he played doesn't. yet. He has to right? improve as well, and he's got to go exactly. If we're, if we're just keeping it a buck, right? Yeah. If we're going to keep it fair. Lamar Jackson is right now the runaway MVP, and he's done phenomenal, right? But if we're talking about in a vacuum, this season comp um, compiled with what you expect and haven't seen or have seen in the playoffs. Lamar Jackson has questions as well. Right. And if he loses, if he if he's the one seed and they have, you know, just and the they Niners, lose to CJ Stroud. Yeah. Like all of a sudden he's well, gonna and, fall right back. Yeah. Yeah. He's not gonna be the number three quarter. He's gonna be seen as uh, you know, his stock will be yeah. way down. And Brock's yeah. could Brock's could rally. Brock has has a, a relatively thin resume as well. He hasn't played mm -hmm. two full seasons yet, but mm -hmm. this is a second trip through the playoffs. And if he goes deep, then yeah, he'll be up there. So I thought, it, look, Amy, thank you for starting the conversation. And I think the re I'm guessing why she said it. She was with the Raiders in yeah. the Bay. She wasn't an LA Raider. She was an Oakland Raider. And mm -hmm, I bet it, mm -hmm. I bet she enjoyed saying that. So, so yeah, listen, I mean, she said it. She said it in a way where she was waiting for the bombats. Like she said it with like kind of like a tongue in cheek smirk. Like I'm where I, yeah. I, I, I'm ready for the backlash. I want the smoke. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, our mob nation says, why do you promote gambling when your audience is primarily kids? Who said this audience is primarily kids? We got the analytics mm -hmm. on that. They ain't primarily yeah, kids in this audience. I don't think so. Sorry, mm -hmm. our mob nation. Black pill Phil says if the Niners play their brand of football, the Niners win comfortably. The Cowboys defense played like their DC already booked a ticket to Seattle. That's a good mm -hmm. point, man. A lot of times these coordinators that are in demand and are doing all these interviews just lay eggs in the playoffs because you can't possibly put all that time on task in two different things. So mm -hmm. maybe that's why Dan Quinn stunk. Steve yeah, Wilson I mean, was also I, interviewing I, I agree. Yeah, I agree with this comment wholeheartedly. We're going to get into the game, but that's exactly how I see this game. All right, let's talk about weather. I'm looking at my okay. phone right now. Tomorrow, Santa Clara 
there is a 55% chance of rain and it's supposed to come down. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Great. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Let me just ask you a quick question. Sure. Do we not get analytics on the race, gender, and age of the audience Everything. that follows us? Everything. All right. So primarily people mom, in their 20s, 30s, and 40s who watch me. Yes. So we, we do get our analytics. Thank you, our mob nation. Hold that L. Hold that L. All right. So look, weather's important. We'll talk mm -hmm. about why in a minute, but I'm looking on my phone. Santa Clara, tomorrow, there's a 55% chance of rain. They don't know. Happened, couldn't. Uh, and it's, I'm looking on the iPhone. I don't know how accurate it is, mm -hmm. but it seems like if the rain's going to come down, right now it's going to come down in the evening when the game happens. So don't know, but it's something the Niners have to be prepared for. And I think like this is when maybe, maybe Brock Purdy's physical I'm not, limitations come to the forefront of your mind because when it's a game like this, a quarterback like him or Tua, you start to think, well, how's the ball going to leave his hand? Mm -hmm. well, how's it going to travel through the air? You don't mm -hmm. think about that as much with a quarterback like Josh Allen or maybe even Jordan Love who can mm -hmm. really, really drive the ball. Right. Brock does everything well. He doesn't really drive the ball like that. Mm -hmm. Do you think the rain would be like an equalizer or something that would play in the Packers' favor? No, um, I think the rain is actually going to play in our favor. I feel like the Packers, they want to take the air out of the football. They want a slowed down pace, a slowed down pace game. I just believe that we are not only just a better team talent wise, but schematically they have problems facing us. Um, the Packers don't do well in stopping the run, particularly outside zone. They're pretty bad at it. And um, what they're even they're not as bad as what they're absolutely worse at, which is stopping inside zone. Um, so the Packers defense has got a lot of work on their hands coming in here to face us. And with the with the weather being with the weather being in question, I really do look for us to kind of open up the stables, let Christian McCaffrey do his thing. Debo Samuel get on the edges and get these boys running and then allow Brock to do what he does best, which is distribute and short the intermediate passes and extend plays. So uh, I, I, I honestly, I tried because I know it's sexy to kind of see why the Packers are going to win this game, but I really do see this falling right into our hands, especially with the weather. Right. Because it's going to be, they're going to, they're going to try to take the out of the ball. What they really want to do for the Packers is they want to keep our defense aligned on the field. They want to keep us, they want to keep us out there and get us tired because they feel as though that they have a run game that's going to be able to protect what they really like to do is their play action game with Jordan Love, which is how he turns on immediately. And I just think that the play action game is going to suffer with not being able to get a lot of traction. And we play in natural turf. So we're going to have these boys running. I uh, I just don't think weather is going to be a factor in this one. I don't. Well, it, we don't know if it's going to rain or not. If it does, it'll be interesting to see what is the footing like. Because mm -hmm. if it's slippery on the grass, then it might be tough to run outside zone. Because mm -hmm. that, you need to make that one cut as opposed to just running between the tackles where you just kind of run forward, um, mm -hmm. depending on what the footing is. So we'll mm -hmm. see. And then I, I got to feel if it's actually coming down, that affects Brock more than love. And that it would be an equalizer. That we saw Brock in Cleveland with like a mist. It wasn't even raining that hard. And True. I don't know if it was a coincidence or not, but it was, just, it was probably his worst game of the year, that or Baltimore. Mm -hmm. 
But mm-hmm. it, I mean, he completed 44% of his throws. If you go back and watch, he was just missing. The ball was like slipping out of his hand, it felt like, to the point where I wondered, should you be wearing a glove like Kenny Pickett? Right. So that's that's one thing I feel like the Niners are definitely better than the Packers. But something like this could make it a different type of game, a messy game, mm-hmm. muck it up, which would benefit the inferior team. Yeah, I mean, I can understand. I can understand how you know you just can't get around the elements of the game and how the boys are going to be able to perform. But I, I understand that Brock. I don't. I think that's kind of Kyle's job to keep Brock out of those situations where he's going to be trying to throw the ball over twenty five to thirty times a game. I think that our run game is really going to stand tried and true in this game, and it's going to be more. I, in a way, I kind of see that this game being back in 2019, the NFC Championship game at home when we beat the Packers and we threw the ball eight times. I don't think it's going to be that drastic because I believe we have a much better quarterback in Brock Purdy than Jimmy Garoppolo. But um, I do see this being a game where it's the Packers are going to slow it down anyway. Um, and when you slow the game down, weather kind of just doesn't tend to be a factor. Now, I can see if we were playing um, – another finesse team or a team like Detroit where they like to get you spread you wide and, you know, making, making passes and being on time is something that mm-hmm. is necessarily going to be um, at a premium. Uh, oh, where'd you go? Good. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Elgato. No signal. It says I can hear you. Yeah. All right. You can still hear me. Hold on. I'm Elgato. Yeah. Up, baby. Yeah. Elgato went but, up, baby. Yeah. But for me, I uh I just don't think that it's necessarily going to be um that big of a factor. I think the weather plays in our hand. I don't know what's going on right now, but we're gonna we're gonna right. push through it. I wasn't expecting you to say that the weather plays in the Niners' hand. I feel like it plays in the Packers' hand, and the Niners should be hoping that it's clear skies, and the Packers should be hoping for any type of chaos they can get. Mm. Because they're I don't think they're anywhere near as good as the Niners, even though they beat the Cowboys by a lot. Like, they don't have enough talent. You there? Yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to switch to my uh, webcam real quick just for the time being. All right, that works. That works. All right, so yeah. we could just do this for now. All right, go ahead. All right, cool. um, all right that's enough about talking about the rain. Let's talk mm-hmm. about... No, let's go into BetUS real quick. I want to look at the coaching vacancies, and then we'll get into the, the underestimation of the Packers and the Niners. But... Mm-hmm. I want to look at like the latest on where oddsmakers think certain coaches are going, certain players. How about the Eagles? Eagles haven't fired Nick Sirianni yet, but they should. Yeah. And there's like, you can bet on this on BetUA, which is wonderful. Maybe you think Sirianni is going to stay, but if you don't, the odds on favorite to take his job is Mike Vrabel. What do you think of Vrabel coaching the Eagles? I like that. Um, they actually get a player coach that um, yeah. has some cachet. Um, I right. think he would clean up a lot of kind of like their fake culture. I think they've yeah. got a little too hardcore on the kumbaya side of things instead of actually handling business. And the only reason why I say that is because more often times than not, you're going to see how a team is made when they start losing. Yep. Right. And I will tell you this. When the Niners start losing, there's a lot of things that we try to pick apart because um, they're such a close-knit group. But one thing they are, when they lose, is confident. 
right? Yep. There's not a lot of poor me's. There's not a lot of we suck right now. We're not good enough. And another thing that you see that uh, you may see it lashed out at other people, but you don't see a lot of people. You don't see a lot of uh, guys kind of like going off the reservation, like albeit Debo did what he did during the offseason, you know, arguing. I don't I don't I can't tell you. I probably can count on one hand, maybe. And that's if I'm being fair. I can't tell you how many times I've seen players arguing with each other on our sidelines. Um, it's just not a thing that happens um, where you can see that there's clear contention, but not so, not the fact that there's contention, but the fact that they're not professional enough to keep it uh, contained. And uh, I just think that uh, one of the things that would be beautiful karma is AJ Brown got traded just to get away from this guy and he comes right back. That would be hilarious. But I do think Mike Rabel will be a good um, uh, palate cleanser for the Eagles. They need a they need a different tone setter. Um, I feel like Sirianni is a little too focused with being seen and kind of in a, in a way being liked. Yeah, it seems like they want that Dan Campbell type motivator, and yeah, Sirianni is just a total fraud. So maybe Mike Vrabel could do it. Uh, Bill Belichick is the second has the second best odds, and then Bobby Slowick. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting if they just transitioned to. The- the 49ers scheme after all of that. I don't see it. Um, you we'll think, you about, think that they would do Bobby slow. You think Bobby Slowick would actually get a job this early? I don't, but I, I, people are looking at him. How about Russell Wilson? They got him going For to oh. Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh. Or the Raiders. Atlanta. Is that the plan? Belichick and Russell Wilson to Atlanta. That's rich. That, that'd be a minstrel show. You can't that do would, that. Ugh. That'd be bad. Well, future wouldn't, like them. future wouldn't like it at all. Future, <laughs> he'd be in the backyard. He'd be right in his it backyard. Be, it wouldn't be fair, man. That'd be rough. All right, how about Seahawks? Don't tell me it's Dan Quinn still. It's Dan Quinn still. It's probably Dan Quinn. I, what does that do for you, bringing in Dan Quinn? It's lazy. I, they should bring in Bobby Slowick. Honestly. What? You know, you know, be, you know what would be the Ooh, wild card? You know what would be the wild card of all wild cards? Yeah. Is if they got Jim Harbaugh. Oh, that would be that would be money. He's plus nine hundred. Slowick is plus six hundred. I don't know if Harbaugh would want to go there. I feel like Slowick would. It'd be cool if he did. Why can't the Seahawks hire an offensive coach? What's the rule against that? Do they have a rule? I don't know. I don't. I don't understand. Well, I think the Seahawks are in flux because of their ownership too. So, um, one of the that's part of one of the reasons why I feel like Pete Carroll has lasted so long there is because he kind of worked. And then they had like their ownership situation get really murky and they're kind of like scared of just moving on from what they know. So uh, I think that's the biggest thing for them. Do they even know how to get a good guy? That's the that's the, the worry. Yeah. Well, you want to bet on any of these? Go to BetUS. Use the link in the description to receive 125% <laughs> sign up bonus and get your winnings within 24 hours, 24 7 customer Support all that good stuff. Bet US. Yeah. All right. Do you think the Packers are underestimating Brock Purdy? You heard what Devontae Wyatt said. Pressure him, mm-hmm. get bodies around him, guarantee turnover. What do you think? Right. What are the Packers saying like privately about this guy in their meetings and their game plan? Well, I mean, it's it's cute, but they just don't got the dogs to hunt. You know what I'm saying? There's there's a difference between 
you know, seeing what you what you want to go get and then actually going to obtain it and execute. And I just don't think the Packers can do it. Um, one thing that they that they lack is necessarily a good pass rush. They got a lot of good guys on their defense. They got over six first round picks in there. They got over six first round picks in their defense in Jair Alexander, Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage, Quay, Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. Um, but they're just kind of a sum of all parts. They're not really a cohesive unit. Um, also, depth. They just lost a huge depth piece in Kingsley and Nagbear. Um, their DN, who played over plus 40 snaps for them um, um, against Dallas. So uh, it sounds cool, you know, but we know in today's league, man, you got to actually have the dogs to do it. And there's only one to two teams that actually can play against us and have the requisite talent across the board to actually do what they say they're going to do. And the Packers aren't one of those teams, especially on defense. For everything that we've been saying about the Packers, it's because of their offense. Make no mistake about it. It's because their offense is showing a really good uptick. They finally got Aaron Jones back healthy. They got a good pound back in Dylan. And Aaron Jones has ran for over 100 yards in the past month. And they look really good. But that defense... It's bad. All right. And there's a reason why Dallas looked why the loss to Dallas seemed so shocking is because that defense really didn't do anything. You know, that still threw for over 400 yards on that defense. It just seems like they don't respect Brock like they, You know, they, they played with Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love is a first round pick. He's playing really well. I think just like how Niner fans are comparing Brock Purdy to Joe Montana. Packers fans are comparing Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers and they think they have a special playmaker. And they look mm-hmm. at Brock and they think of him as a, you know, system quarterback, a product of the of the supporting cast and just a a game manager. And I think that's funny. I think I feel like they are underestimating Brock Purdy. They may mm-hmm. they may not know him that well or maybe they just feel like he's beneath them because the Packers have such a rich history of quarterbacks, but you can hear it when they talk about him. And I think that's why this yeah. game is going to be I think there's going to be a little bit of like we don't we don't like you. Yeah, there's a backhanded complimentary way that people talk about Brock. You right? Yeah. And yeah. people know how that's why you almost get respect for talking flat out about Brock rather than talking in like this milk toast, lukewarm way about him, where like you don't want to just come out and say that you just don't believe in the kid. That's that that's really what you're trying to say. Like, this kid is not gonna beat us, right? Like, if you really get physical with this kid, you know, it's a whole different ball game. But I mean, I believe it's cap. They're going to have to show it because we got, our team is way too good for you to think that you're just going to get at Brock. It ain't happening that way. No, I don't think so. And the thing about Brock is like, you could try to, you you, you could think you have the blueprint to shut him down. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you do. Certain teams have Baltimore, Cleveland, but if, the Niners and Kyle are really on it. They should still be able to win. Like they won an NFC championship running the ball eight times. And now they have a better running back than they had that time. Like, mm-hmm. The Niners are so tough. So yeah, do whatever you got to do to shut down Brock Purdy, but that doesn't mean you're going to win the game. Yeah. You might prove yeah. point. And, and, and to be honest with you, uh, that's one of the reasons why we win games is because there are teams that come in trying to stop Brock and they don't realize that, um, it's kind of disrespectful to the fact that we got the 
the leading rusher in the league right now. We got one of the most dynamic X-Factor athletes in Debo Samuel, a very good tight end in George Kittle, and a receiver who will route you up. So, uh, you know, it's cool, but we've seen teams who came in saying that they're going to stop Brock. They lose because we got way too much talent for you to think that you can focus on one guy. That's almost kind of like what we want you to do. Exactly. I think that's kind of what the Niners are playing off because for so long with Jimmy Garoppolo, it was clear, like, take away the run game, put the game in Jimmy's hands. Mm -hmm. Now you have to play the Niners straight up. You can't come to the game mm -hmm. saying, all right, we're going to make Brock beat us. He will. Or we're going to make Christian McCaffrey beat us. He will. You he will. have to be good enough on defense to play the Niners straight up. So if the Packers mm -hmm. are coming in this game saying, you know, we're a little under man, but we can at least force, we can at least take the game out of McCaffrey's hands and force Purdy to beat us. Man, mm -hmm. get to know Brock. Yeah. Yeah. Get you to better, know the Brock. teams. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, look at the teams that beat us. Uh, the Browns played a complete game, they stopped the run against yes. us. Right. Yeah. That's what beat yeah. us. Right. Yeah. The Bengals had a, yeah, they had a sustained run game against us. Right. Yeah. And a quarterback that was patient and stayed on time and stayed ahead of the sticks, ergo ahead of us. Right. Yeah. We played a freak in Lamar Jackson, which you guys do not have. And on top of it, they had a defense that played and stopped the run. So uh, if anything against the Ravens, they they were more focused on stopping the run because Brock was actually moving the ball down the field through the air on the Ravens. So um, good luck, uh, Green Bay. Honestly, like if that's if that's what Wyatt and the rest of those boys, if that's their modus operandi, you know, God love you. It ain't going to work. You know, we're way too I mean, complete look, of a team for you to focus on one guy. It's just it's, it's not Packers can play zone coverage and not give up any big plays tackle, not give up yards after the catch and get pressure with four and keep him in the pocket, they can win. That's what Baltimore did. That's what Cleveland did. I don't know mm -hmm. if they can do it. Obviously, no. that's what you have to play great zone coverage. You mm -hmm. have to play. You have to have great four man pass rush and keep him in the mm -hmm. pocket. OK, only elite defenses can do that. And hello, you got to have great linebackers. Great. You got to have linebackers so, that are going to fill. They're going to go sideline to sideline. They're not going to get go fooled and play with good. Out. Yeah. You got to play yeah. backwards. You got to know what you're doing in them seams. Uh, it's good luck, man. Like I, yeah. I, at this stage Probably of the game, we way. don't seen it so many times. We've seen it so many times where it's, it's just like, all right, man, y'all don't have enough, but you'll see, you know, you got to find out. Uh, yeah. Um, black, Hold on. Black Pill Phil says, if the Niners play their brand of football, the Niners win comfortably. The Cowboys defense played like their DC already booked a ticket to Seattle. We got you. Matthew Sanders says, how can Wilkes force this young quarterback uh, and offense into errors? Stop the run. That's the key. That's the key to their success. Uh, Jordan Love is, he's a talented kid. All right. He's big, strong, good arm, but he goes plus. He actually starts helping his team when that run game is working, particularly the outside zone with Aaron Jones in the inside zone. We're going to talk uh, about that next. We're going to talk about that next. Jordan Love. Keith Murphy, the unbeaten, says, wasn't it rainy in Philly? Rick was fine. I don't think it was. It was like foggy. Was it rainy? It was I don't foggy. remember. It, it rained the week before. Tony Nagatani says Brock played in Iowa. He'll wear a glove, and I think he'll be fine. He's not from Hawaii like two and me, so he's better prepared. Uh, what worries me is LaFleur and his young wide receiver. You know, it rains a lot in Hawaii, actually. 
It does. Like my, it does, right in Miami. Um, what worries me is LaFleur and his young wide receivers, Niners should win. We're going to talk about matchups, all that kind of stuff. Tony, I appreciate you, man. We're going to get into that, and we're going to dedicate it to you. Chris Lavelle says, Grant, it'll be my first Niner game tomorrow. was wondering if we could take photo if you're not too busy. Such a huge fan, but I understand if you can't. I'm very busy at the games, Chris. I'm sorry, man. I'm working three hours before the game and three hours after. So probably not, but enjoy it. Keith Murphy, the unbeaten, says Jim Harbaugh and Pete hate each other. That is true. EZL Sanchez says one Mahomes, two Allen, three Lamar Jackson, four CJ, five Brock, six Jordan Love, seven eight is interchangeable between the other two. Amy for paying Jimmy Carbaugh. She's not there anymore. But yeah, we agree with that. Josh White, if Kyle doesn't completely own Joe Barry, then something is wrong. Joe Barry, really? Who is Joe Barry? Kyle's going to take him, take his lunch money, and probably get Joe fired. Yeah. I mean, Joe's the uh, DC for uh, Green Bay. Yeah, but like, is he is he terrible? Uh, no, he's decent. Okay, he's not bad. All right, next topic. Are the 49ers underestimating Jordan Love? And here's why I ask. When asked how to stop Jordan Love, or, or when they, they praise him. They say, you know, really goes through his reads. Really mm-hmm. smooth. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like Brock. Doesn't make plays mm-hmm. like Brock, but really goes through his reads and he he operates the system well. Key to defending him? Mm-hmm. Shut down the run. Shut down the yeah. run. Me, that's what they said about Gino. When it's like, yeah, he's good. He can operate the system, but mm-hmm. uh, he's not the engine of the offense. So handle that. Do you, is is that underestimating what Jordan Love brings to the table? No, no. Um, he does very well in play action. Um, he's got a great ball. He gets the ball out. But it's not necessarily underestimating Jordan Love, but it's it's understanding how the athletes around him help Jordan Love. And I like what they have in Bo Melton, Dontavian Wicks, Christian Watkins, Jaden Reed, their rookie, fast guy. That's their gadget guy all over the place. Um, they got great tight ends in uh, Tucker, Tucker Craft and Luke Musgraves, right? Musgraves is their deep guy, 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, guys. But these boys... They need play action. They need that run game to get open. The, the Packers, they, they hold the ball so long because they're trying to be able to get that defense as tired as possible, and then they start coming alive. I, I just I don't think that they're underestimating this team. I think that they're, they're, that they're putting them right where they belong. One thing about us, um, and I hate to admit this, but it's just the truth. We do get tired. We get tired. And you can see as the season goes on, our performance wanes down week by week as far as energy is concerned, as far as guys being able to finish games with the same level of effort that they start these games. And I just don't see um, our team being not prepared and just fresh and ready to go coming off of a bye. You know, these boys, they love the front run, man. And coming off of a bye, rested, healthy, ready to go. I just don't think that Jordan Love, um, he's going to have enough, man. Like, we ain't the Cowboys. We're not the Cowboys. We got linebackers that can run. We got we got DBs that can hit on the outside. Um, I just don't – I don't – honestly, Grant, like, I wish I could give you, like, a better – I just don't see Jordan Love being able to um, – be formidable against our defense off rest too. And we're healthy. I think they're underestimating Jordan Love. 
Tell me why. I think they're underestimating Jordan Love. I feel like what they're saying, you got to shut down the run as if Aaron Jones is the reason they win games. Nah, it's Jordan Love. It's the same. It's the same thing as the Niners. It, they, they are mirror images of each other. Okay, what, what the Niners think of Love is what the Packers think of Purdy. He's not that good. He's a product of your system. And they both thrive on teams underestimating their quarterback. Like, yeah, he's much better. Both quarterbacks are much better on play action. But if the Niners come into this game and sell out to stop Aaron Jones, they'll get play action to death. And you don't even have to run the ball. You don't have to establish the run to have an effective play action scheme because, I mean, Kyle's proven that. The plays well, look the same. Well, they've got they've got a good offensive line, all right? Like, mm-hmm. the name recognition guy that they have is their left guard, Jenkins, but he's been hurt for most of the year. Their right tackle that they picked up off of a heap in the fourth round, I believe, Tom. This guy, Zach Tom is a dog, all right? Um, and he, he's been playing very well, and he's got, like, he's, uh, he's almost kind of like a 49ers guy. He's, like, 6'4", barely 300 pounds, fast, nasty. He can move. Um, so they actually do have guys on their offensive line to be able to kind of mirror the identity of us. But I mean, we're just the real McCoy, man. I, I don't, I, one of the things that we're very good at on our defense is being able to stop our stuff, right? That's one thing that I know that our defense does well. We do good against the Rams. We do good against the Vikings, even though we lost. Mm-hmm. We do good against these teams that play our style of football and the Packers what they're very good at is what our tenants are, right? I've had conversations like this with you, Larry, other people about what I want to see from the Niners coming out um, in the playoffs. And I want to see us run our best stuff. I want us to see our most, I want us to get down to the back to basics, confidence plays that we know how to run like the back of our hand in our sleep. And those are like highly successful plays. And what we do better than anybody is run wide zone. And that's what the Packers are great at doing. They are they come alive when they run wide zone and inside zone. And the Niners test, we we grade out very well at stopping that stuff because we should. We started out, we see our offense do it week in and week out. I think that's why they're so focused on it because Jordan Love didn't necessarily see an uptick until Aaron Jones got inserted into that lineup. And I really do believe they're they're built through their run game. I'm sorry. And that's no disrespect to Aaron Jones. I mean, that's no disrespect to Jordan Love no more than it would be disrespectful to Brock Purdy for you to say, well, nah, man, the Niners are a running team. That's not disrespectful to Brock. And it's right? it, also like the Niners, um, they're better at stopping the pass than the run anyway. So for them to say like the key for us this week is to stop the run, th- there could be some truth to that. Like, yeah, we have a great pass rush. We have an all pro corner. We have some really good DBs. Like our problem is when we can't stop the Joe Mixons of the world. Is when we let these, you know, Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford run all over us and uh, sort of negate our pass rush. Mm-hmm. So while Jordan Love is really good, maybe when they say like we just got to stop the run, it doesn't mean that they think he's Geno Smith. It's just reminding them, reminding themselves, we got to be on our weakness. Because that's how we're that if we lose, it's gonna be this thing that really isn't our strength. And Aaron Jones is really good. Like he's one of the better running backs the Niners have faced this season. Yeah, he is. I was watching him uh, yesterday. He cuts back and, so well. Yeah. He's and on top so of it, good, he's really decisive. Great vision. Yeah. 
and they got the O-line to boot. This is going to be one of the better offensive lines we've seen this year. That now that's a fact. Yep. This is this it's it's really going to be with Cleveland Farrell being out, all right, and with our best four on the field being Bosa, Young, Hargrave, and Armstead. This is going to be on our defensive line. This game, this whole game, because Green Bay's game plan, in my opinion, is to take the air out of the ball, slow the game down, and win on points. They want to win on longer drives, and they're banking on us starting out slow because they're waiting on us to get – we're waiting on we're waiting on them to get the ball. They want to get us tired on defense. They want to muck it up. In, in some instances, they want to do exactly what the Browns did to us. Run the ball, run the hell out of the ball, throw when they need to, be dynamic in spots, right? And by yeah. the time you know it, we're down five, needing a touchdown. We're down five, needing a touchdown in an 80 yard drive with two minutes left. Like, this yeah. is the type of game they want from us. Yep, absolutely. Real quick, I want to let people know I'm going to be on uh, another stream at noon today. It's not on my channel, it's on Bay West TV. I want you guys to check it out. It's uh, it's a, it's a, it's called the Gen Z Sports Podcast, and it's gonna be like a. We talking about the Niners and we talking about um the NFC West Roundtable type thing. So Jesse's been on it before. I'm gonna be on it today at noon. Check it out. I'm gonna put a a link as a community post so you guys can find. It. I'm gonna talk about it on Twitter too. I just wanted to promote it a little bit because I've never done anything like this before. And you guys might want to check it out. It'll be new. Anyway, we got more to talk about. Give me, let's go back and forth. Keys to this game for the 49ers to secure the victory we expect them to, to get. Mm -hmm. Give me a key to the game. Okay, sorry. I thought you were going to go. Okay, okay. Um, tackling. That's the biggest reason uh, why we lost some of the games that we had. The Browns game could have simply been won on tackling. They ran... They ran for over 150 yards on us in that game, and we could not get Kareem Hunt on the ground. And that was a huge reason why we lost the Bengals game. Although Joe Burrow had a really good game against us, throwing 19 completions, Joe Mixon also had a really good game as far as keeping the ball on the ground, keeping them honest, making sure that our defensive line stayed where they needed to be. That's the biggest thing for our defense. I feel as though that when we don't tackle, when we don't get guys on the ground, a lot of the missed tackles that we see aren't necessarily in the open field. I mean, it used to be when we had Isaiah Oliver out there. It used to be. But a lot of the tackles that we see are in the backfield, right? Guys getting there too soon. Guys whiffing. Fred taking half a man instead of meeting a guy head up in the whole square. Um, so for me, if we're technically sound on defense and coming off of a bye, we're a nasty bunch. So tackling is a huge factor for me. Okay, that's a good one. I got one. Okay, so when Niner fans get real adamant that they're going to win this game and it's not going to be close, what do they always point to? What is deficient with the, with the Packers? Mm, I don't know. Tell me. Their defense. Their run defense. Oh, yeah, well, their defense they is very bad. Stop the run. They just can't yeah. stop the run. It's not even worth considering that the Packers could win this game. They're like 28th in the league at it, Grant. They're bad. They just can't stop the run, right? So then the Niners need to be committed to it. I've I've seen the Niners so many times where they've we've been told, you know what? They you know this is Christian McCaffrey. They're going to go into Philly. They're just going to run over this team. They're going to they're going to go and face the the Ravens. They're just going to run over the Ravens. Ravens can't stop the run. Oh, but Kyle Shanahan decided he wanted to pass that week. 
Don't do that. First play yeah. of the game should be a run. If you commit to that style of game, you'll win. But I don't know, man. The Niners, this the, the 2023, 2024 49ers, they really want to prove that they're not the old run first team held back by Jimmy Garoppolo anymore. They have the best quarterback. Chase Young called him the best quarterback in the league yesterday. Like, yo, run yeah. the ball. Stop yeah. telling yourself that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, that's that's a very good point. Getting away from like, the run game. Um, they do. I have one. I have one. We need to see. We need to see where we need to see Nick Bosa. We need a Nick Bosa sighting. Yeah, it's the playoffs. Paying him a lot of money um, to like show up. Yeah, like I and I I, I I I'm walking on eggshells on this on this topic because on this point because he has had a good season, right? But you can pay quarterback money, you know. And the last thing we need right now is for Nick Bosa to be struggling against Zach Tom, a fourth round pick out of, you know, Wake Forest. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like that can't happen. Uh, I understand that the defense works as one and Nick Bosa is definitely going to have his moments, but in those gotta have it moments during the playoffs, we know that Nick is going to get chipped. We know that they're going to game plan for him, but I just, I kind of want to see some Superman shit. Like we need, we need to, our $34 million man needs to be shown in the playoffs. Yep. Love it. I'm going to go back to Brock. Okay. Um, not to single you out. You're just the quarterback of the team. You've had a great year. Hell of a player, man. Um, it's just this gunslinger mentality. Like, leave that at home for a day. I don't think you're mm-hmm. going to need it. It's going to rain, most likely. Your job is to manage the game. Please. Mm-hmm. Because love will, or love has. The last 10 games, what he's been doing is making some plays, but essentially not turning the ball over. You turn the ball over. And it's cost him. Like w- w- when you turn the ball over, Niners are two and four. When you don't, they're 10 and oh. So, or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because you didn't play week 17. Yep, week 18. That's the stat. Just don't turn the ball over. Okay. Like, okay. It feels like a game where the Niners are really more likely to beat themselves than lose. And beating themselves is, the, is synonymous with you throwing interceptions because McCaffrey's not going to fumble, most likely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be you. Don't be careful. Play within yourself. I got another one. Don't lose your identity, man. Like start fast. Like start fast. Don't Mm -hmm. don't understand that most teams are going to realize that the further the game is played, the more the more susceptible they are to losing to us. And I feel like that's what happened to us last year against the Eagles, where they just beat us to the punch. They were way more intense than us right from the start. They had, they were faster. They were way more attentive. They got on top of that. Uh, we missed that. Uh, we missed that challenge with Devonte Smith. They ran on top of it. They understood to get up on us quick. They just were aware of the moment, right? They just understood what was happening right now. And I felt like for us, in a way, we felt like we got four quarters to be us. Let's just fill this one out and see what the game gives us. I don't want to warm up to the game. I really kind of want to wipe these dudes out. I, I I want us to start fast. I think it's imperative for us to start fast. No, no, like three and out. I don't want to have like two to three three and outs by our defense, and then we all start tweeting. Well, hey, how much longer is the defense going to keep being able to get put out there? You know what I'm saying? And then we get against a team that they're known for taking the ball out the ball, taking the air out of the ball. Um, that's 
playing into their hands. We got to start fast because if we start fast, then what happens is, is that we dictate and then we speed them up. And that's not what they do well. They don't like to play fast. Okay, I got one more. Um, they got, I mean, they got to keep Jordan Love in the pocket because like they're not the kind of team in the past when you'd face them with Aaron Rodgers, it was just like shut down Devontae Adams, will be good. Mm -hmm. The team sucks. He's not going to beat you throwing to Alan Lazard. But that team is not like that anymore. You can't just put Traverius Ward on one guy and feel good. He could, he could, you could put him on Romeo Dobbs, and they could go to Jaden Reed or Dontavian Wicks or their tight ends. And I think that's what makes him a, a tougher matchup for the Niners' defense. If you mm -hmm. let Jordan Love extend plays, he can find whomever Ambry Thomas is covering down the field and, and make that throw. He has the arm to do that. So, I mean, I know he's new and he's unproven, but don't mess around and find out. Keep him in that freaking pocket. Make him get rid of the ball quickly and on time before the pass rush gets him. Don't let him extend plays because he'll beat you. Mm -hmm. He has all the talent to beat you in that way because other players have beaten you that way too. Just keep mm -hmm. him in the pocket. And that's, again, that's like, don't be greedy thirsty to get sacks you don't necessarily need to do that pressure will do it keep the guy in one spot yeah so i agree with that wholeheartedly. yeah yeah he kept his eyes downfield yeah. he got outside of the pocket and it's not really the rushing um that hurt us with lamar it was the fact that he he got out of the pocket at will and kept his eyes mm -hmm. downfield right over yeah. half of the passes that he made were just uh you know scramble drills to be honest with you yep Okay, what are the key matchups in this game? Hmm. So, for me... I can start. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. I would start, to me, Jair Alexander against Brandon Ayuk. I think that's where the game starts. Brandon Ayuk has been the Niners. Not so secret weapon, but their guy. He's been their big play threat. If you can't stop him, you lose. If you can stop him, you got a chance. And the Packers aren't a great defense, but... Jair Alexander, I mean, he's been very good in his career. He had a very good game last week. I'm not saying he's going to shut down Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk might whoop him, but it's a nice, yeah. it's a nice matchup. That those two. Yeah, I would go with uh, Fred Warner versus Luke Musgrave. Okay, um, that's going to be a really good one. Um, Luke Musgrave is a big dude, and he's fast. He's six six. He can move. He's kind of like their George Kittle in a in a bastardized version in a sense. But um, he really kills in this in the slot, and he get they detach him, use him a lot in the seams, and it's going to be a really big game for George Kittle to stay on top of Luke and pass um uh pass play action. So um, that's a really big one for me. Also, we're going to be able to see Demo versus Jaden Reed. That's going to be a good one. Jaden Reed is their slot guy. We know Demo's going to be inside there going against him, and he's dynamic. He's um, not nearly as big or um, physically imposing, but um, think of uh, think of Tutu Atwell um, for uh, for Jaden Reed. So Jaden Reed versus Demo is going to be a good matchup as well. And then also uh, Nick Bosa versus Tom. What do you mean? And then also it's my turn. What? 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 what, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, it's Puff Puff Give. Puff Puff yeah, Give. I, hey, I rolled it. 
So <laughs> go ahead. All right, my turn. Uh, Rashawn Gary against Colton Kivitz. Colton Kivitz was talking crap to me in the locker room this week. So I, Rashawn what Gary versus Colton Kivitz. So what happened was uh, we were trying to interview Christian McCaffrey, who's right, who's inter- uh, whose locker is right next to Colton's. And Colton was playing some country western music. And I didn't say anything. They mm-hmm. made him turn it down because, you know, we got to interview the guy. So he turned it off and then he was shooting some hoops and I was walking out and he was like, said something like, you don't like my, like, uh, sorry about the, the country Western music, Grant. And I said, I really liked it, Colton. And he said, yeah, keep walking. But he was saying it with a smile. So, <laughs> Colton. Hey, man. Hey, Rashawn I'm not your problem. Colton McKivitz. Yeah. Let's see, man. What's that? Uh, Rashawn Gray was a first round pick. He's a good player. He is a good player. He's, He's better than Colton. Good, they got no guys. You know, they're, yeah. they're not. You know, they're not a bad team by any no. stretch. They're no. not. It's just levels to this. They ain't us. Well, they get a chance to prove it wrong. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, I'm not. No one's picking the Packers to win this game. Some people. Kurt Banker might have picked him to, to win, which is interesting because he's pretty smart. And he, but he played for them. Played for the he Niners for both too. Of them. He played for us too. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I look. I I had I've been betting against the Packers. I had the Cowboys beating the Packers. Don't ask me why, but I did. Um, and they are believable. Like what what they've done over the past two over the past month, like six weeks, really, um, has been really good because they found their run game. Uh, but they they don't have depth and they play at a certain pace because they know they don't have depth um so we got to be able to take them out in the in the deep water and drown them right we got to play fast we got to get that run game going we got to get up by two scores speed that offense up put jordan put jordan uh jordan love in positions he doesn't want to be um and then um once that run game goes it's going to be open season honestly okay I got one more. How about either Romeo Dobbs or Jaden Reed or Don Tavian mm-hmm. Wicks? Any one of them against Ambry Thomas. Whoever is on Ambry Thomas, that matchup. Because right, so whoever's on Ambry Thomas. He had a good season. He okay. didn't get tested very much. He broke his hand. He's been out a little while. They if they have any chance of winning, you throw down the field at Ambry. You all right. Pick. So, so here we go. If we, because it's all about matchups. Cause I believe that we're going to single out their linebackers. Right. So, so if they were to single us out, they would single out our corners. Right. Yeah, yeah. If I, if I'm, and it ain't Lenore or Ward. Cause those it two are playing Lenore, really, really well. And it ain't nah. Charverius. So really, nah. It's going to be Romeo Dobbs versus Ambry Thomas. He's 6'2". Or anyone you can get on a Niner safety. If you can get anyone on a Niner safety, you got to do that too. You could do They're that. They're going to try to get the going. Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave is going to be on them safeties. Telling yeah. You. So look for but the tight ends. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs and Ambry Thomas, I think that's going to be a good matchup. Yep. And again, the, the, the Packers have a quarterback who can make those downfield, back shoulder, sideline throws that you know, only a handful of quarterbacks in the league can make. And I'll know if 13 on the Niners can. No, no disrespect. And I'm not with Amy Trask on this, but that's a key matchup. Ambry? Amy was just joshing. Back. Just joshing. I'm just um, joshing. 
Nobody is talking about what Bosa is going to do as he completely disappeared. No, we, we got that. We got mm-hmm. that. Uh, IMN says, excited for this game, and I'm not concerned at all. <laughs> not concerned, just like Rob Guerrero. Joshua Wyatt says, Barry is the worst DC that still has a job and the worst DC in the playoffs. Packers fans have been calling for Ed's training camp. That's who's telling Wyatt that nonsense about Brock. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Matthew Sanders says, love was 55% when Jones didn't produce through week nine. There you go. I guess he needs Jones. Mm-hmm. Well, coach, you're saying much the same as most Niners content creators. If that is the case, then we really need to talk about what a loss for the Niners means. Oh, Jelly, do me like that, James. We don't. <laughs> Matthew Sanders says DBT to Kraft. He can ball too. Linebackers got to step up in the safeties as well. Yeah, Kraft is nice. He is, you know, like if they if they yeah. make this a game, let, let me say this. Let me say this. And and Welsh is he's right. Okay. I usually come in way more balanced than this. I've been doing it all year. I'm I I I try my best to be as balanced as possible. But the only reason why I am just being 100 percent homer on this is because a loss for the Niners. A loss to the Packers says way more about the 49ers than it does about the Packers. Mm-hmm. Right? This is th- that's why I'm th- it's more of a responsibility take than it is, you know, just completely blowing past why they should lose because there are elements to why they should lose those games, but none of those none of those come close to the fact that they're the number 1 seed and they should win this game because it's their because it's th- their standard of play. Like if they if the Packers beat us then there were some fundamental things that went wrong with the Niners. That can we agree on that? Like yeah. they should beat yeah. the Packers. Yeah, like if the, if the Packers win this game, you can't turn around and be like, well, they were just better than the Niners. They just got beat by a better team. No, that's what I'm saying. No. Yeah, precisely. Right. Yeah, that agree you can't. That. There's yeah. no way that you can look at what the Packers are bringing to us tomorrow and they beat us, and then we can say, oh, well, you know, you just can't. You can't put up with that. That's no, that doesn't exist in this scenario. Nope, doesn't exist. That's the coach's meeting. That's the coach. I'm Grant Cohn. Make sure you subscribe to his channel. The link is in the description. Make sure you check me out at noon Pacific in an hour on BetUS TV. I'm going to put out uh, a, a tweet about it and a post, a community post on YouTube. I don't think I've ever put out one of those. So check me out. I'll be there in an hour. See you guys. Thank you, coach. Thanks, bro. I'll be back also at 4.30 today Pacific with Larry. So oh, busy day. And I'll be, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll be on at 6 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Eastern with Tom. For the faithful review. Oh, beautiful. Can't wait to have them on my channel too. Excuse you guys. Oh, wait. One more at the buzzer. Packers can play loose pressure on Kyle Purdy. It's true. Yeah. Pressure's on the Niners. See you guys.